Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have uh, Nicola Howard. She is the CEO and founder of Nicola Marketing Services. Nicola, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So what is um, Nicola Marketing Services? How did you get into the marketing business? Um, and then we can talk about you know your successes and, and how you've created multiple streams within the business. Okay, well, way to ask five questions into one. <laughs> um, Start so, first with how you got into um, how you got into marketing. Yeah, so how I got into marketing is I actually studied fashion marketing and management at the Art Institute in San Diego. I'm from San Diego, so when it came to applying for colleges, I wanted to stay in San Diego. I'm one of those rare people who didn't want to leave. Because I grew up at the beach and I wanted to stay. No one to wants stay. to leave San Diego. <laughs> yeah, and no one wants to leave San Diego unless you're moving to another beach, yeah. <laughs> which which I ended up doing. But anyways, so that's what I studied, uh, studied is fashion marketing and management. And funny enough, I originally went there to study fashion design. Because I was that typical little girl who was obsessed with fashion shows and Vogue and definitely the glitz and glamour of L.A. Mm -hmm. And my first day in my design class and I'm in front of the sewing machine and I was struggling so bad. And I had this like anger to throw it at the wall. And so my counselor was like, oh, how was your first day? I was like, oh, it was horrible. I like had a total meltdown. I did not like the sewing machine at all. And she's like, well, that's not like the type of feeling people get in design. And usually you have like this like love for your like sewing machine. And I'm like, nope, definitely did not have a love design. for it at all. At all. <laughs> and she's like, oh, have you heard of like marketing? I was like, no, like, what's that? Like, she's like, oh, it's where you like help like promote the brand. And like, you get like people like out there, like in the spotlight. And I'm like, okay, like, sure. I have no idea what it is. And then my first day, Monday, 8 a.m. intro to marketing 101. And I just, they started going into the four pillars and I was like, oh my God, like this is really intriguing. And so from day one, so what are those I four was, pillars is the PPP? P? Yep. Yep. The, the PPP. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I was taught that a couple of years ago. Um, it was very, it was, it was, it was revolutionary for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause you, you just don't, you just don't think about it. Like, and I had never, I had never thought about it ever. And so once I started like learning more about it and when I went to college, like social media wasn't really a thing. Like Facebook had like come out, 
and you were using Facebook to promote your catalog. And it was really just like meant for like advertising. And so it wasn't really like a big deal at all. So then after college, like any other like college student, you dream of moving to a different country instead of, you know, doing your nine to five grind. Because why, why would you do that? Why would you go from studying your like your ass off to then being locked up nine to five and, and corporate Doesn't sound world. very fun. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I did the most unconventional thing you could do. And I packed my bags and I moved to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Wow. You are pretty crazy, Nicola. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I grew up traveling. So my, my entire life. So a little side note, my family lives in Germany. So we go back and forth and I have done like summers like in Croatia and in Germany and in France. And that's just like where the family goes. So I've always had that like little warrior spirit of just being like, you know what, screw this. I am not going to be your typical norm. And I'm just going to go like, just relax and just gain inspiration. And so that's what I did. And uh, come to find out, I worked for a whiskey distillery down there. And I know super random. When you think Mexico, you think tequila, you don't think whiskey. Yeah. But I took this opportunity to like, really just emerge myself in the culture. And like any other awesome situation um, in Mexico, my little dream became not a dream anymore. And the company went under. Wow. And so just bad marketing, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. It was all it was all my fault. Yep. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) No, they ran out of money. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's another reason. It's either it's either yeah. bad marketing ideas or money. It's like one of yeah, the two. It definitely, definitely wasn't me. I, I the number it. one business, number one reason why businesses go under is lack of financial, you know, yeah. input, resources. Exactly, exactly. No, I, I, I definitely take responsibility and for for what I did, and I definitely. I got them, I got their name out there. So down there, the hustle was definitely real. I had to go to every single bar, every single restaurant, every single hotel with not speaking any Spanish, trying to promote like our whiskey. And it was, it was definitely hard work. And then come to find out they ran out of money for just all kinds of things. So just... And they challenging. Were so what did you do after that? That sounds like a really, you know, challenging time, not really knowing Spanish. And then you're working for this company and they run out of money and here you are with all this new knowledge, but no one to work for. So what did you just, what did you do after that? Well, unfortunately I just, I had to come back. So I like, I, I was definitely like, I, like on the way towards rock bottom, like for sure. Like I had, like I had no more income. Many I entrepreneurs had spent have been all there. My savings. So, yeah. So yeah. So I had to come back. So I came back to San Diego, and within the like seven years, I I was there. I worked at all types of temp agencies you could possibly think of. Cause I was like, okay, maybe I need to do a different route. Maybe like marketing, like, isn't for me. Like maybe mm-hmm. that was just like 
it, it was the stepping stone to get me to the next level. And so that's what I thought. So I did like all types of like crazy stuff. So I was the, a promoter girl at San Diego State. I, I did was, promoting too. So that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you definitely, when you're like a promoter, you definitely feel like, I, I, I don't know, like a little sleazy a little yeah. bit. Slightly. There's lots of opportunities that shouldn't be opportunities. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) This is not a good opportunity, but I'm I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh my God. You're like, is this my life right now? Like, you know, everybody's at the beach and I'm like sitting here sweating on a bike, like, you know, going around campus saying, hey, come check out like uh, your new like dorm like area and blah, blah, blah. So and so I just, so I worked all kinds of like different like end jobs, but I always like came back to like marketing at the end of the day. That's where like my heart laid. And so I finally decided to like bite the bullet and I went into corporate and I worked for a sports company. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually in the call center and I was like, okay. That's the grind right there. <laughs> yep. I was like, okay, I need to start from the bottom and I need to like work my way up top. Like I'm going to climb that corporate ladder like everybody else does and I'm just going to do it. So I'm like, all right. I had like my wild days of being in Mexico and being the promoter girl. And I was like, okay, focus Fox, let's do this. So I was there for six months in the call center and San Diego is, for those of you who don't know, is a peanut of a world. It is so, so small and you run into people from your all past. The time. Oh yeah. All the time. So I actually ran into my professor and who ended up working at the company, had no idea she was the head of the merchandising department got me a a job in her department. So I was upgraded and I literally felt like in the movies where like you're packing up like your cubicle and you put it into the box and you say goodbye to like all of your friends and literally everybody's like, bye, like we'll never see you again. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are crazy. I'll just, I'm just upstairs. They're like, yeah, we'll never see you. So I go up and I'm like walking up the stairs, like with my box. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> upgrade. Like, like upgrade. And it's like dead silence because I was in the call center. So everybody's on the phone. There's like excitement, like everybody's cheering, like because they made their sales goal. They sold like this, they sold that. So like there's a lot of energy. And yeah. then you go upstairs and it's dead silence. Wow. Like, like crickets crickets and I'm like okay so I'm like looking for my cubicle get all settled I'm like this is so weird like it's just totally different and then I ended up talking to the social media manager and her and I like really hit it off and I was like you know what I am going to like I'm gonna work with her I'm gonna do this so I actually put together a campaign and I emailed the VP of e-commerce every single week for three months to make sure that he would meet with me. And he's like, kept on being like, no, no, no. Like we already have someone. We already have someone. I'm like, no, please, 
please like give me give me 10 minutes of your time and I promise it'll be worth it. So he said, okay. After two months later and emailing him every single Friday. <laughs> there we go. Oh, persistence Friday. is key. Yes. And I, I, there is one thing that I am and I am extremely persistent to a fault. <laughs> so, That's good. You need that. I, Especially in marketing. Yeah. Cause you got to hit them at least seven to 10 times just to get them to say like, yes, usually. Oh yes. Um, the touch points. Yes. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so he finally met with me and then he was like, Oh my God, this is a great campaign. He's like, but you don't have any like corporate like experience. And I was like, no, but I have X, Y, Z. I have all of this experience. I've done all of the research. I've done all of this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, you know, unfortunately we can't give you the job because we already have somebody in that position. I was like, well, I'll be an intern. I'll like do, do anything. And he's like, no, sorry. So then a month later, I saw that they were implementing my campaign. And I just, I immediately knew that it was mine. And so I naturally was upset. But then I looked at the bright side and was like, hey, even though I didn't get credit for this, this is like a sign that I'm Mm -hmm. in like the right direction. So I realized that I had reached my cap there. I wasn't going to grow anymore and unless I was going to wait for this woman to leave. And that's not fair. So I, I quit. And nice. like, because I was just like, no, I, I'm not going to be held back. I'm not going to do this. So, which was a really hard decision. I'm not saying it was easy at all. Like, anybody else. I had bills. I had rent. Um, I, yeah, I had nothing saved. Um, so I just, I just knew that this wasn't the place for me. And so I quit and like any other person, when you have like, you know, a pretty intense situation happens to you, you go traveling again. It makes a lot of sense, you know, quit your job yeah. and then go traveling. Yep. <laughs> we're going to so get a van and we're just going to hit the beach and be like a hippie. You know, this is. What- <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I did, except I went to go visit my family in Germany for six weeks. So I camped in their house <laughs> and, there we go. We went, and we went to the lake. And so it was like there I realized that I really like I really needed to follow my heart and I really needed to just apply at every single agency possible in San Diego. And I was just, I was just going to do it. So came back and like for two months, I was just applying, applying, and I kept on being told no. And it was the same thing that I got told at the sports company, which was like, I'm sorry, like you don't have experience. And I was like, well, I get that on paper, but why should that define me if I clearly have the passion for it? And I clearly like this geek out on reading everything from, you know, from Hootsuite going to CES, like this, like, this is my jam. Like, this is my heart and soul. Like I, I, I truly, truly love this. And just after being rejected so many times. I just decided like enough was enough. And I reached out to 
like one of these groups on Facebook saying like, Hey, if, if anybody needs support with social media, like, please like reach out to me. Like I'm here to support you. And a friend reached out to me saying, Hey, do you want to do some posting on Craigslist for me? I'm like, sure. Like whatever you need. So then a week later I went to an entrepreneurship conference and I was surrounded by a thousand women, all women. And all of these women were either entrepreneurs striving to be entrepreneurs, moms, either single or in or married, like, but they all had the same like drive to start their own business. So I took the last of my savings that I had to for school and this was my security blanket and i had to convince my mom to allow me to do this cuz i was like cuz she was like well this is like your savings like this is this is it like you have nothing like you have nothing left after this and i was like i i have to do this like i just i i i cannot be told no one more freaking time like yeah. i can't like I can't hear that. I ha- I get. Yeah, to you know, hear you it. went from like inspiration. You went to that. It sounds like you went to that event and you got inspired by all the groups of other women that are kind of doing this thing. And then, I did. And then from there, you know, you had to go this kind of direction where it was really risk associated. But you know, it was like you were you finally had control over what you wanted to do. You you had the ability to make the decision, and I think that's one of the core things that all entrepreneurs they seem to have this in common is that they really like control like almost all of them it's <laughs> it sounds it sounds it sounds sick almost but it's not like because the thing is is we we feel out of control when we're in the marketplace or in the world and so a lot of the best entrepreneurs they want to be able to you know have some kind of predictability when it comes to their life. And most people are okay with just following this and following that and doing what they're told. But entrepreneurs, they just have a different mindset. And they're like, you know what? I just, I wanna do what I wanna do. And I believe in myself enough where I'm gonna take the risks to ensure that happens. And in the end, they end up creating their own life instead of, you know, just having following someone else's life, you know? And with, um, with this was something that's very, commonly said but you know it's it's you know you can either you know build your own dream or you can work for someone else and build their dream and mm-hmm. i think that when you have a big enough dream and you really do believe in yourself eventually you make that decision and um it's it's really you know empowering so i'd really love to hear like what happens afterwards well well said um and it's crazy because i I never wanted to have my own business. I I never dreamt of that. And a lot of entrepreneurs that I've spoken with, they 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 said that I've always wanted to be my own boss, just like you were saying. Like I've, you know, we have this sense of always wanting to be in control in a very good way. And so it was like it was like I, I'm very spiritual, so the universe like I had a different plan for me mm-hmm. and it just kept on, like I kept on resisting. So I was like, no, like this is not what I'm meant to do. Like I'm meant to go up the corporate ladder, like everybody else. And, you know, 
be, you know, the, be the global marketing, you know, person and for somebody else, exactly. Helping somebody else's dream. Right. But doors kept on being closed over and over. But doors kept on being closed. And it was like, the universe is telling me like, well, Nicola, how many doors do we have to close? Like for you, like not to do this, like, do we have to like one door that opened was Craigslist and she was like, she was like, let's go. The Craigslist door is opened. And that is the way (laughs) (laughs) only says Nicola. And Nicola's the only one that says yes to that. I don't know. know. It doesn't sound very, um, it doesn't sound very safe. (laughs) We're going to be, I don't know about, I've heard some stories about Craigslist. Oh my God. Right. Hey, there's a lifetime movie about, uh, about, um, Craigslist. <laughs> you have to be careful. I'll watch it. Actually, no, I'm going to watch it now for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, so it was so crazy. And then it, like next thing you know, I, I, after this, this conference, cause I ended up joining their program. I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh shit. I have to apply for my business license. I had no idea like what to do. <laughs> so I had to like, everyone. like, I had to like reach out. I was like, how do I do this? Like, they're like, I was like, do I, am I an LLC? Am I a sole proprietor? What's the difference? And so it's just, you know, it's been so crazy. And like, it's. So that was when, when was like, the Craigslist? When was the Craigslist uh, introduction? What, what, what time frame was that? Oh, this was, um, this was two and a half years ago. Okay. So this was like still, I mean, Craigslist has always been around, but this is like, I feel like this was still like in its, I don't know, like early. Yeah. Still in its prime. So now it's a little bit more sketchy. So you went, so you, so, so you started Nicola marketing services around 2017 and then that was kind of the first introduction. What started, because in the podcast, we talk about ways of creating multiple streams of revenue. Obviously, now we found mm-hmm. that Craigslist is one stream of revenue you <laughs> yeah, know, or a product. That is. Yeah. You know, it's very <laughs> random. It's okay. You know, it happens. There's, a, there's, there's something for everyone on Craigslist, it seems like. Um, so what was the other streams of revenue that you created after that to kind of get the ball rolling so that way, you know, you didn't have to keep on traveling and traveling and do the hippie thing? Um, so, well, I mean, I guess that I'm always a little hippie at heart. <laughs> Um, so I went to pretty much every single networking marketing events in San Diego. So I like, when I started my business, I ended up going back to school and I did UCSD's educational, like, um, extension program. And Mm -hmm. so I got a certificate in strategic online marketing. And through that program, I met my mentor and he has his own agency and he used to host all of these marketing events and he would tell me to come. So I went to all of them and I was just networking like crazy. And I was there to like, just to really just ask like, okay, like how do I like build my team? Like, how does that work? Because I was positioning myself just as a social media strategist. Like I wasn't promoting myself as an agency and with a team. Because I, I was like, well, I just need to get my name like out there. And I just yeah. need to do something for somebody. And so 
just, I ended up getting like referrals, like from these events and I was just hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling. And I mean, I still feel like I'm, I'm in the hustle mode, but Always. it's definitely, it's, it's definitely, I, I, I have to say referrals is, has been the biggest thing for me. And I do go on LinkedIn and to find leads. I do attend events when they're on. Um, but I have to say really coming down to like word of mouth and referrals has been the biggest thing do for you, me. Do you niche? Do you specialize just in social media marketing or what is your kind of go to? What are, what are the majority of your clients? What do you do for them? Um, so what I do for them, not only do I do social media management, but I also, I create their whole online presence. So if they need a website, if they need a marketing strategy, uh, for email, for example, I help, or a, or a funnel, a sales funnel, for example, I help them see the big picture that their website funnel and their email funnel and their social media funnel, it all supports the same goal. Right. And so that's what I'm there for. I'm there to open Big their synergy. eyes. Yes. Yes. And I and what makes my company stand stand out from anybody else's is I'm really there to like guide them through the process. So I'm there. So in the onboarding meeting to like the the end of the launch, like I'm there the whole time. So then yeah. they can really just, they can feel that intimacy. And I am also have a run women company. I only hire women because I, because I got inspired from that women entrepreneurship event. And so I think there is still like, just a need for that to constantly empower women in that space. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I take a chance. <laughs> One like, out of nine billionaires are women. That's a statistic. So yeah, I mean, there's a huge space. I think that, you know, although, you know, there's Beyonce songs that say, you know, we run women run the world, you know, <laughs> um, it's a great song, but the truth is, is men have the money. So I think there is a huge, huge opportunity, and we've had several women on the on the sh on the show that have been exactly that. You know, they want to stand up for the fact that they're just as capable as men are. And honestly, I believe that um, you know women can be better entrepreneurs than men in many times because they're really good at multitasking. And in the beginning oh my, of yes. entrepreneurship, you need to multitask like like a madman, like. I, you know, they could talk about switching the hats, you know, like I'm a lawyer and now I'm the salesman and now I'm the manager and now I'm the employee. And that's just like, that's just the mm -hmm. beginning of entrepreneurship. And a lot of guys, I'm sorry, but they're just very <laughs> one track minded, you know, they're just like, I can do this. And that just doesn't work in entrepreneurship because you no. have to be really balanced. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wrote like lawyer agreements, like, and I've never been to law school. I was just like, all right, what well, sounds logical? <laughs> yep. You know? oh, 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 yeah. I mean, me too. I mean, I got, because going back to control, I, exactly, I wore all the hats. 
And I exactly, I remember writing my first like um, contract and exactly going on Google and downloading templates and like tailor them towards me and then learning about, you know, just new things that come my way. And then finally, when I hired like my first assistant, she looked at me and she was like, Nicola, you really have to like, let me lead. Like you're, you're awesome. And, but you really, you gotta let me lead. And I was, I was literally just holding on like this. And I was just like, no, but you don't understand. Like I've put my, my blood, sweat and tears, like my everything, like there's no plan B. So like you can't mess this up, but obviously she's helped me like grow and learn from this experience. And so because of her, I'm able to hire other people and slowly let go, which is very difficult. Yeah. That's the other piece. So first, yeah. first entrepreneurs, they go into like mad control mode where yeah. they like, yeah. they, get, they control every aspect. They're in yep. every meeting. They're in every <laughs> agreement. They're in every yep. post. They see everything. And then, mm-hmm. so then you have to go from there to okay, now I'm like releasing control. You know, you're like letting the bird fly out of its nest and you're like mm-hmm. hoping that it doesn't die on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that's, then you're like, and then you're like checking on it every so often. Yeah. And you're like peeking like, okay, is yeah. she okay? What really okay. helped me was the E-Myth. <laughs> Have you read that book? Um, the E-Myth, Michael Gerber? I have not, but I have heard of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a huge powerful one for me because it helped me kind of release. And then, you know, my first business was like auto detailing and car washing. And if you can understand car washing and auto detailing, like the fact that there's a fingerprint on the inside of the window, like it's an issue. So the amount of micromanagement that like you need during the whole process is, is mm-hmm. a, it's obnoxious and you don't get mm-hmm. high quality talent. You get the guy down the street, like I can clean a car. Like I just got out of jail, right. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. it, so for me to release there, it, I had to create an, a phenomenal system and a great structure and a lot of training and things like that. So, um, so what process are you in? Cause it's 2017. You started, are you in the process right now where you're kind of you went through training, training modules and you have your first couple of assistants and you kind of just really, really niche down into social media management or where are you are right now. So that way, you know, our listeners can, um, you know, get a hold of you if they need your services. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So you can, um, find me on Facebook and Nicola marketing services. And, uh, not only do I do social media, I also support you with your entire online presence. So if you need support with your email marketing and you need support with your website as well, or any of your branding materials, just in, in general, like we are here to help create your brand and make your vision uh, come alive. I love it. Fantastic. Um, Well, Nicola, it's been great having you on the show today. Um, You know, I think that there's going to be a lot of powerful uh, people that you'll come in contact through this. So if any one of you guys want to get a hold of Nicola in regards to anything in aspect of marketing and branding in your business, it's always, always great to have another mind that thinks outside the box. Um, and really gets a big picture on your business. And do you do free consultations as well? I do. Yes, I do. Fantastic. So go ahead and contact her. Um, and any other ways to contact you is that's, that's better or just, um, 
or just email is good. You can also email me as well. Um, Nicola marketing services at gmail.com. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Thanks Nicola for being on the show and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get a, we'll get, get you on the show a little bit later this year and see what, see how everything's going. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the iSmart podcast show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.